I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. I'm Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Weiner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignall from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK and you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome back on to yet another edition of Run with Coach Perry. My name is Brad Brown. It's great to have you with us, and thank you for joining us and downloading this podcast. Uh, we really do appreciate you. Another one of our fly-on-the-wall coaching calls today, and we are joined by someone who's been around what we do here at Coach Perry for a long, long time, Brendan Dunn. Uh, from as long as I can remember back on the Comrades uh, webinars that we've been doing, and we've been doing them for a number of years. I went back and looked, and I think the first one that we did was in 2012 or 2013. So we've been doing that for a long, long time, and I think Brennan's been around pretty much from the start. So uh, great to have him on the call. He's a flipping good runner. Uh, I nearly said something else, but he's a great runner. Uh, and uh, you're going to hear some of his times today. It's mind-boggling, and he's got heaps and heaps of potential. And we're going to see if we can uh, let him get even faster. So I think you're going to really enjoy today's call as well. Lindsay's joining us for that one. Uh, and we've got uh, another one of our winners in the Biogen Journey competition. Uh, all you need to do to stand a chance to win a Biogen hamper as well as three months access to the Coach Perry Online Training Club uh, is use the hashtag Biogen Journey on social media and we could be making you a winner. We'll announce today's winner uh, at the back end of the show. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, to catching up. Don't forget as well, if you are going down to Comrades this year, uh, our team, Coach, Team Coach Perry is going to be at the Expo. Just look for the Comrades Coach Stand. That's where you're going to get your pacing charts as well. Uh, for they sell them for charity, Lindsay's pacing charts. So come by, pick up a pacing chart, get some final uh, words of encouragement from Lindsay and the rest of the team. I'm going to be there. Uh, so will Lindsay as well as uh, Shona and uh, Marcus as well. So uh, the entire team, or I say the entire team, a lot of the team at Coach Perry are going to be down at the Expo and we look forward to, to meeting you. Please come by. Uh, we'd love to, to have a photo with you. We, we love chatting to you uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, finding out sort of uh, what you're expecting on Comrades Race Day. So we look forward to meeting you at that Expo. Enough of me yakking though. Let's catch up with uh, Brendan. Brendan, welcome onto the podcast. Great to have you on. Brad, it's a pleasure to be here. Brendan, you've been around what we do here at Coach Perry for, for a long, long time, almost almost from the beginning, I think. I mean, I remember our first sort of Comrades yeah. webinars. Your names always used to used to pop up. But how long have you been running? I, I mean, I don't think I've ever asked you that. How did, how did you get into the sport? Um, so I, I actually, it's a funny story. So my dad was always a runner. And uh, I he sort of, at the point when he stopped running, he stopped running Comrades in about 2005. Um, I went to university in 2007. I, I drank too much. I ate too much. And I put on a lot of weight, stopped playing sport, put on a lot of weight. And then one day I, I went to, I put my shoes on, ran two Ks and nearly passed out. And, uh, thankfully the next day I went back and I did it again. And, um, so yeah, since casually since about 2008, but uh, for a club from about 2011, um, and, uh, I've been privileged to run for a few clubs, uh, Tuckies, uh, Phobians, Cobinus Athletics, uh, or, uh, uh, yeah, Carbonese Athletics Club in uh, Western Province and uh, Durbanville most recently. Um, so yeah, I've been around. I've been around a while there, bro. Brendan, you've also you've got some ability. Lindsay was and I were just chatting about your sort of questionnaire before we we got started on the call. You're a blooming mm. good runner. A shot, man. Thank you. Um, you know, I I've still got a you know the, the shorter stuff. I'm a lot more comfortable. I've still got to pull it together on the on the longer stuff. Um, marathons and ultras have been 
I think I think it's because it's it's so long and it's it's mentally um, difficult, you know. And I think wrapping my head around, you know, I always try to approach things from a from a point of humility. And you know, I had a bad experience on last year's comrades. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But I had a bad experience on last year's comrades, so it's maybe even more humble than I have been. So um, one of the reasons I wanted to chat to you guys was sort of how to get past that, how to you know set good goals and. Yeah you know, train appropriately for them. I'm going to bring Lindsay in here too as well, because I think this is also one of the the downsides of being a runner in South Africa. And, and Brennan, I say you're, mm. a, a, pre, you're a, a very good runner. You've got tons of potential. Mm. Lindsay, Lindsay will, will talk about some of your times and sort of mm. the ability that's there. But and mm. we, we always joke about this, that, and I use air quotes, you're not a real runner in South Africa unless you run comrades. And for someone like you, yeah. I'm not saying comrades shouldn't be the goal. But maybe comrades mm. isn't your thing. Maybe it is smashing 10Ks and smashing 15Ks and half marathons. Maybe that mm. should be your mm. thing and not, not comrades. I'm not, I'm not saying that should be the case. But mm. just mm. just because mm. someone doesn't run comrades doesn't make them not a good runner. And and I think it may, maybe sure. maybe the ultra endurance stuff's not for you. Who knows? But, Lindsay, your, your thoughts on, on just Brennan's numbers. And, and, I mean, you were saying he's, he's got, some, he's got some, some, some real speed here. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think for the average listener out there, they'll be very jealous um, to hear that he's run a sub eighteen five kilometer um, and a sub thirty eight k, a comfortable sub. Well, I, let me not say a comfortable because the run itself probably wasn't comfortable, but comfortably oh, under was forty minutes. <laughs> Comfortably <laughs> under 14 minutes for 10 k's, a, a sub 59, 15 k, which is, I mean, that's that's really, I almost think that's the best run in your, um, the toss up between that and your 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 um, 5 k, which is the best run there, and then um, then 27, 127 on on a half marathon, and uh, 327 on on marathon. So look, everything points to the ability to run under three hours for a marathon. Um, and as you said, the longer distances have provided you a bit of angst. So there could be some pacing issues in there, um, mm, mm. or arriving on race day a little bit tired, uh, or energy mm. on race day, mm. uh, race plans. Mm. Now there's a couple of reasons why it, it could be going mm. wrong. You've got six days of, a week to train, not lots of time in the middle of the week, but that's that's in itself mm. isn't a, a major issue. I mean, you've got enough time there to be running at least forty-eight k's um, Monday to Thursday, and then mm. um, you know you've got time on the weekends, which we don't always have to to eat up the entire weekend. But mm. I, I think in in short, there's a good there's a good launching pad here. You've got really great mm. basic speed. You know, we mm. could try and get you a little quicker on the shorter distances too, which which will mm. will help on on the long distances. Mm. And then you know, perhaps just there might be one or two structural issues, but probably more likely to be race day issues themselves that um, yeah, are yeah. maybe yeah. just tripping you up on the on the longer stuff. But yeah, you you you've got a couple of questions in mind, I'm sure, to mm. ask. So that's mm. what really the call is supposed to be about so let's move on to that and you um mm. yeah it's over to you and and pick, pick yeah, my brain. Just, 
just to say about the about the the longer stuff, guys. Um, so the I think the biggest issue was poor was poor race plan. I, I think with the marathon, it was. Um, so I was going out there to look. Winans is, is a reasonably tough course, and I was going out there hoping for a, just. It was sort of my first go at any sort of fast marathon, and I was thinking for like a sub three twenty, like a reasonably comfortable sub three twenty. And but I didn't take I didn't take ownership of it. And I actually entrusted my pacing to others and we got to a point where we were actually struggling for time and I had to chase it. And I went and I, I got on pace and then I got to 35 Ks and you know, the story whack, there was the wall. And, uh, and also uh, my fueling. So fueling has also been a big problem, um, on comrades and on, um, on marathons as well. Um, I had a really good two oceans last year and, and, uh, the fueling strategy was very simple. I literally just drank in uh, Powerade throughout and I just had, uh, I ate whatever I could. So I had a few, a couple of energy bars with me. I ate that and that was fine. I had a great run. And then for comrades, I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of forgot all the lessons I'd learned at two oceans and I, I tried to do something different and also pacing issue. I went up there too fast. I went through, so to give you an idea, my last comrades. So I did, I did 2,200 Ks January to, uh, comrades, uh, average of about a hundred a week. Um, was feeling fine, wasn't sick, wasn't injured, had a great two oceans, had been taking a conservative all along stuff. Didn't, um, on the day, didn't feel up properly. I think went up too fast. I was over, overly ambitious. Went through halfway 345. Um, and is that what six, six hours and 20 minutes later, I arrived in, in Durban. Yeah. So, by the time I got to Enchango on the down, on the down, I mean, about 40 Ks in, I was, I was already starting to hurt. Um, I was already feeling sore and I knew I was in trouble big time. Okay. And, you know, as I rec, I rate that, that section after halfway is the hardest part of the comrades route to, yeah. to both as well. Yeah. So, so that was my issue is that I, I, I literally, I didn't give, I haven't given myself a chance of running a good race at those distances yeah. yet. Yeah. You know? Look, looking at your training and your history, as I said, the speed is there mm. to the basic speed is there for a silver, but the reality mm. is that a silver, it takes like a full commitment. For sure. It's, yeah, it's for a sure. Basic, it's, a, it's a, it's basically a three to four month fairly selfish commitment, to be honest, because mm. you've got to mm. merge the ability to run pretty fast for a, a long period of time. Mm. Um, mm. And so based on all the metrics, Mm. The, the amount of training you've done, your basic mm. speed, I think between 8 and 8.20 is a very reasonable target for you. Um, mm. But that mm. would require four between 4.05 to 4.15, even 4.20 through halfway. Mm. Mm. Then, then you give yourself a, a chance in the second half of having mm. a really, really good run. Um but yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's, mm. you went on silver pace and, mm. um, obviously you've got the speed for it, but you just don't have the, the kilometers for, for silver. No, no, I, I don't have anywhere close to the mileage, um, at the, well, certainly not this year. And, and, you know, the thing is, I, I, I appreciate like, I mean, the amount of running those guys do, you know, the guys who are running silver on two oceans and comrades, it's unbelievable. And, and their tolerance for, I mean, it, it's, you know, 10 hours, 10 plus hours of, of running a week. I mean, that's, that's a lot of time. Um, I mean, you're getting up to what guys are training, um, 
uh, for Ironman, you know, like 10, 10, 12, 15 hours a week. So that's that's serious. Agreed. And, and the good news is, is that with your, the speed that you've got is that it's probably not necessary to train that hard to get you sub Mm. three or at least very close to sub three. Mm -hmm. So Mm. on the short, on the shorter stuff, you, you don't need quite the same commitment as you do. And, you know, in, in three or four years time, you might be like, okay, I want to get this silver. And then you would put aside six months of, of selfishness and, and go for it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, until then, some really so- solid bull runs and some really nice fast yeah. 10s, 21s awesome. and, and marathons are, are definitely on the cards. Mm. I, I, and, you know, I, I reckon the thing about comrades, I think, is, is, is this experience. You know, I was running along with a group of, um, so last year's uh, disaster, I'm running along, feeling quite good after about 30 caves and I'm running with a group of, of very experienced runners, you know, AC, B seeds. And I mean, they knew their story. They knew exactly where they were, what they were doing, what they were eating, what they were drinking, how they were pacing themselves. I mean, there's a lady who literally paced herself, um, she and her partner, they were running along. Uh, she was running for, I think, Plet. And um, she literally ran a so She did a 7.29.58. Awesome. And if you look at, and if you look at her, her splits, um, I mean, she was precise, like absolutely precise through every section. She knew her story. And I think it was like her seventh or eighth comment. Yeah. So I think it's going to... If I mean, you go through, if you go through the list, people typically take between four and eight comrades is to hit have to run their best comrades uh, yeah. and if you look at the yeah. list of winners there are some winners Ford mm. uh, Mashiwe comes to mind Gip Gael is another one mm. Sean Mickeljohn's another one they, they yeah, were winning they, they were only winning on the 11th 12th 13th comrades that they actually yeah. won the, so, sure. no, absolutely it's a race that, that, that really mm. heavily rewards experience but part of that is also um and you allude to that in the email that you sent us part of that is also mm-hmm. just the consistency over the years so obviously they have race experience mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. having painful comrades six seven eight nine times i mean that's nine years of very consistent application yeah. and training which is yeah. that next layer of you know i always tell people mm-hmm. that your biggest improvement normally mm-hmm. comes structuring mm-hmm. your program and then mm. your next biggest improvement comes from just layering on year after year after yeah. year. Mm. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'll tell you something. So all those best times were, so the times uh, 8 through 21 all run in 2017. And that just came from a year of just, uh, so I moved, so, so for some background, I moved to Cape Town from Pretoria. Um, I got in, I got injured almost immediately after arriving in Cape Town. So I couldn't run for a few months, but then, once I started up again, I said, okay, well, let's actually, you know, you'd said to me some years before, well, you need to be, you know, try get, try get your mileage up a bit higher and see what's, what's possible. So I said, okay, right. Um, let's do that. Let's run six, let's run six, you know, even seven days a week. Let's give it a try and just be consistent. And, um, for about, yeah, for about almost a year, I just built up mileage and then all of those times came, you know, just from easy running and maybe some strides. Um, and just consist, just consistency week after week, day after day, week after week, month after month. 
um, and yep. easy. I mean, honestly, not pushing, no workouts, not pushing anything, um, just stringing training together. Um, so if there, is there anything I could say to someone who's starting out as a, as a runner would be like the best thing you can do is to make sure that you don't get hurt and you just keep doing everything, you know, keep the same schedule week to week, uh, month to month. And, you know, um, I mean, with Sean, when you said the Sean Claude, I mean, those guys would have done by the time they won gold, they would have done, you know, tens of thousands of kilometers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lindsay, let, let's jump. I mean, Brennan sent through some questions, and, and the one question I think ties in quite yeah. nicely there is, is and, and we can talk post comrades, even though we're recording this before comrades. Let's talk about yeah. how you structure. That's what you asked him. And is how do you you structure yeah. your year? Twelve months, although yeah. comrades is a long way away, and and that's yeah. not going to be the main focus all the time. But Lindsay, how do you get structure it with the shorter races to get faster in the build up to a race like comrades over twelve months? Yeah. Mm. So w- with comrades now being a little bit late in June, there's a, there's a, a little bit of flexibility. So I've, I've always held on to my year, um, when I've been running comrades and, and the people that I work with who are running comrades, I've always held on to my year as after comrades, a little bit of a holiday mm. from mm. running that is. And yeah. then, then we go into a period of working on a fast park run or a half marathon or a 10 or yeah. 15. All the, it depends on, on what's available, um, on the, 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 the calendar, but that sort of, um, process carries on through to around September-ish. And then from September mm. till the end of the year, uh, and there's only really been one good option and that's, that's, uh, PE, although it's just so, yeah. Um, yeah. unpredictable what the wind's going to be like is to mm-hmm. then build up mm-hmm. to either a, another crack at a, at a half marathon or a marathon or an overseas mm-hmm. marathon. So that would kind of be, um, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. on, on that. And then immediately after the, that marathon again to take a bit of a, a running holiday mm-hmm. into the, into the early part of December. And mm-hmm. then we start building up again. Um, and then it's really about laying like a really awesome platform. For people mm, who haven't, mm. who haven't done a qualifier, doing a qualifier in February, March, but not necessarily pushing it too hard. And mm, then of course, mm. March, March getting into, to comrades training. With, mm. with comrades being just that little bit later, um, you know, I, it does open opportunities there to, to look at some really short stuff through September, October, and then looking at really fast half marathon or, uh, up to a 32, I guess, um, at the end of the year yes. and then training for a, a really good marathon in January or February, taking mm. a break and mm. then from mm. that break doing your, your build up back to comrades. So those are kind of the two, yeah. the two ways that I look yeah. at it. And it's essentially, mm. essentially what we're looking to do is to have two points in the year. June and mm-hmm. either December or January, February, mm-hmm. where you really get your body up to that, like one hit for an ultra, one hit for, for a marathon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the two peaks per year type of, type of thing. Exactly. And, and of course the mm-hmm. other, because you're chasing these other shorter times that, you know, you, you're still driving your body up to, a mm-hmm. peak, but, but you're not doing the damage that mm-hmm. you would do when you run the marathon and the ultra. And so it's just much kinder on your body. Mm. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
Lindsay Brennan was asking about sort of getting the balance right, and he's he's got a very supportive wife, uh, but he is mindful of of being a selfish runner. What what advice would you say? And he obviously wants to get better. How, how do you get that balance right of not being the selfish runner, but running to the best of your ability? Yeah, so look, there's always more than one way of, of an outcome. And my preferred way is always to do slightly higher volumes on, on, on lower in intensity, uh, because there's a lower risk of, of injury. Um, but mm. you know, I, I'm working with a guy who's, who owns a, a, a really big construction company that, that, uh, does a lot of deals with, with mining, um, mining companies. So he also coupled with the fact that he's, got a very stressful job trying to keep his business up he also has to travel quite a lot to mines um, both locally and internationally so the short version there is that he really doesn't have much time to do a whole lot more than 90 to 100 k's of of training a week but you know with with mm -hmm. that amount of training this year we've been able mm -hmm. to help him run pbs across all distances 5k 10k 21k uh, not, not, not yet marathon, um, mm. but that's partly because we haven't trained for marathon. But you know, when I'm talking about PB, uh, we're not talking about Mickey Mouse PBs. Talking 73 minutes, got him to run 73 minutes on a 21. So, wow. so the point that I, that I make is that, and I made it a little bit earlier on the call. Sure, if you want to run silvers mm. at, at comrades, and you only yeah. got you've only got 100 k's a week to train, then then you need to we need to get you down to like. Um, 75 minutes to 80 minutes yeah. to 20 minutes. Um, but, but to get you fast, you know, to get you down to uh, maybe a, a 20, a 27, um, or 28 minutes, maybe more realistically, 8k, and to mm. get you down to a, a, a 35 to 36 minute 10k runner, and mm. to get you to, um, 80, I mean, with those times, you, you, you should be at least running Somewhere around 80 to 82 minutes on the, on the 21 yeah, to get you yeah. to 255. We can do that on very, your structure that you've got now. What I, what it would in, entail mm -hmm. is having two harder runs in the week. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, you'd have, you'd have one which we would call a pure high intensity session and that would be your hills or your speed work on that kind of thing and, mm -hmm. and you would build that through phases strength first with with hills some longer mm -hmm. intervals and as you get closer to your, your mm -hmm. goal race shorter mm -hmm. intervals and then mm -hmm. we would have a second run in the week which mm -hmm. it serves like a, a dual role initially what it serves is a is a second run where you are running at a, at a higher intensity but it wouldn't necessarily be well it won't be anywhere near as hard as the first run and that would be take the form of tempo runs or tempo intervals yep. or, yep. or like like cruising running um it, mm. it may be progression runs where you start very easy and then mm. just slowly but surely increase your pace mm. until the last 15 minutes of the run feel like you're okay this is getting hard work but as soon as you mm. cool down and that helps with with running efficiency, um, mm. preps your body to really become efficient mm. at, at, at mm. uh, providing energy, and it also really helps with muscular skeletal coordination and um, running form and, and those kind of things. And mm. and as you get closer to your goal mm. race, again, 
depending on whether it's a five player, whether it's a marathon, mm-hmm. those runs would either become, if you're training for marathon, they'd shift more towards the tempo run side. If you're training for something like a five player, they would turn yeah. into like yeah. a very short, that stride. You, you mentioned doing strides the, before, uh, when you're in Cape Town, mm-hmm. it'd be more that kind of thing. It'd be like mm-hmm. five one hundreds, which is obviously extremely high intensity, but yeah. it, very low volume. So, you know, yeah, next, very day, short, yeah. next day mm-hmm. you don't even know you did them. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's how I'd split those up. And I typically would split those by um, three days, but two days is, is sometimes okay. So we, we look for 72 mm-hmm. hours between them. It's mm-hmm. 48 hours at least. Um, so those mm-hmm. are the kind of things that you can do if time, okay. if you time compromised um, so that you still keep that, that volume around that 1900, maybe, Maybe one mm. or two weeks at the 110 around there. Mm. It's strategically placed, um, but yeah. that's really how you can get the best out of out of the time available to you. Uh, and mm. also bearing in mind that you're actually coming off quite a good base of consistent training for quite a long period of time. Mm. You mm. also will respond quite well to to that kind of training. Mm. Um, and then, you know, once you go back into more of a comrade style training. It'll mm. bring that base up again and then it'll allow you the following year to go back into this sort of training, which you will then mm. respond well to and you just keep layering it year after yeah. year. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, that sounds great. And then, and then you're in for the win in 10 years' time, Brennan and Comrade. No, listen. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm six foot, I'm over six foot tall and uh, I'm weighing 80 k, around about 80 kgs. So I don't think that's on the cards, eh, Brad. I don't think uh, that's everything. I mean, even, even, I mean, you, you give those sorts of weights to be running the, the shorter ones at the speed you're running at that size. That's phenomenal, Brennan. I mean, you, you've definitely got yeah. some amazing ability. And, and, and I know Lindsay mm. looks at those times and he gets quite excited when, when he, when he chats to, to athletes with that sort of ability. And yeah, I mean, you can definitely do it. And I, I look forward to seeing how you go over the next year after Comrades. Uh, and let's get you down yeah. to that, that uh, I think Lindsay said, an 82 half marathon. I think that's a good goal for the next year. What do you reckon? Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, and I'll tell you something, you know, my dad was, um, my dad was a, was also a decent runner. He had a 30, 30 minutes, uh, AK at altitude, uh, 30, 30 minutes, uh, 15, 310. And, um, yeah, he, uh, you just never quite got there, you know. And I think working with you guys and, and being on a structured plan and uh, having a regimented structure, like I've tried too many things and it's kind of been like throwing things against the wall and, and hoping that something's going to stick, you know. Yeah. And, and just having a clear direction and knowing that's what I've really enjoyed about, about following the program on the platform is it's just, okay, today is Friday, I'm resting. Yeah. Tomorrow is Saturday or, you know, I'm doing, I know I'm doing a 40K you know, having spoken to Lindsay, I know I'm doing like a 40 to 45k either tomorrow or Sunday. And, you know, there's no, there's no second guessing. There's no, it's just that is as it is. And I think that's one of the biggest benefits of working with a coach is that you've got a, you've got a clear, like you, you are here, you want to get there. These are the things we need to do along the way. And, you know, um, and you've also got someone to ask questions to, you know, yeah, yeah. And, uh, exactly. And it's, because that's one thing is when you're a self-coached runner, like you, you, you doubt yourself so much. Like yeah. you're like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I running too much? Am I running too little? Is this long? Am I run this? Have I run two oceans too fast? Have I, you know, do I have the right plan? So it just it takes the doubts out of it, yeah. you know. And and, yeah. and that's what I would say. That's what I would say to anybody who's thinking about uh, partnering with with a coach like like Lindsay and and 
on a platform that uh, like the one that that they designed, like Brad and Lindsay have designed, is that you know it just takes it takes the guesswork out of it. And you know it may not be uh, Rob D. Costello, the famous marathoner. He said, uh, you know, he was the world record holder in the eighties, Australian, and he said our program wasn't uh, wasn't the best, but it worked. Yeah, here we go. So, like, I, I would just say to, to folks, like, there's so much information out there. Like, follow a coach, commit to it, and and you know, hopefully, about a year from years time from now, I can I can talk to you guys again, and uh, we'll be talking about some some good successes. But listen, thanks so so very much. Eh? No, Brennan, we we love having you around. You ask such great questions in the forums, and uh, yeah, we we can't wait to see how you go. Comrades, I think you're in for a goodie, but yeah, the next 12 months, I think we, we're going to see some, some big improvements. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm sure you are too. Yeah, very much, Brad. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Ooh. you for your time. Hey? Pleasure. Pleasure. See you soon. All right. Cheers. See you, comrades. And that's it for another edition of Run with Coach Perry. Thank you very much to Brendan and Lindsay. I hope you enjoyed that call and time to announce our next winner in the Biogen Journey competition. And it's uh, congratulations. It was on Instagram. It was Fitanzani uh, who t- posted her running crew saying, great way to start Friday. Easter running goals. We all have a common goal and love running. That's awesome. Uh, congratulations, Fitanzani. We will be in touch to get your prize to you. Congratulations. Three months access to the Coach Perry Online Training Club as well as that Biogen Journey hamper. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, and the rest of the team, you have yourself a good one. Cheers. Cheers.